the future. A relentless, desperate wasteland ravaged by nuclear war. With the destruction of the internet and search engines such as Google, accurate information about the past is traded like currency. Two brave travelers are commissioned with the dangerous task of going back through time to gather as much information as they can to find out about the late 20th and early 21st centuries in hopes that a future society may rebuild what was lost and avoid the horror of a smoldering radioactive planet. But there is a catch. The travelers journey back across eons of time is a one-way trip, leaving them stranded in the past. There's no way to communicate their findings to the future other than burying reinforced time capsules in the ground. In the hopes that one day recordings such as these will be unearthed to provide a glimpse of the world that once was. This is the mission of the crispy coated robots. And it must succeed. It's Jim. <laughs> it's Joseph. And it's George. You want, to say it? Well, you want me to say it? Wakey, wakey. Uh, welcome to episode 96 of Crispy Coated Robots today. Uh, we're talking about the best recurring gags uh, and best or uh, worst, I guess, uh, school project. They weren't real clear. The home office from the future that's having us do this research. So it could be best or worst. They just said school project like science fair project kind of thing i guess uh jim how how would you say that those this episode is going to differ from episode 79 because we had best catchphrases what's the difference Um, between a catchphrase and a a reoccurring gag or or can it be the same thing catchphrase is more of a of a just a reaction to a situation A, a running gag is something that has to be set up that I would think that's something that has to be set up. Like, you know, he, like Gary Coleman would always react and say, what you talking about Willis, if someone would say something crazy. So that's not a gag. That's a catchphrase that he's his reaction, you know, okay. Ur- Urkel's did I do that? That's also a catchphrase. He's, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> okay. but a, a running gag is something that's set up with, uh, you know, a situation. So and I don't want to we- give away any of our choices, but uh, if you had something from uh, Arrested development, it would be, uh, I don't want to, maybe I should. Uh oh, what's, what's happening to Nebulor over there? And Nebulor is about to, about to, that's just, I mean, really, with the show like Arrested Development, you could do a top, whole top five just based sure, upon. Sure. Oh, that, that's guys. why I noticed whenever I was like looking these guys up here, literally, there are certain shows that literally specialize in running in gags, running gags. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, Arrested Development uh, is one of those shows that. They they literally you could do you could yes. easily do a whole show on that perceived uh, in two ways is either a cheap laugh or a clever way of working in the running gag. So okay okay yeah. and it can be movies and TVs. It sounds like yeah right? I, th- I, okay. I think like a running gag uh, for me at least a running gag would be something that uh, it rewards the 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 audience that follows the show because the gag is you're in on it because okay. you follow the show. For okay. so long that you're like, ah, you know, so there's a lot of recall. Okay. Now, <laughs> one thing as a special gift to our listening audience today, Jim is going to do his best to abstain from any impersonations, any really? celebrity impersonations. Is that, is that uh, a running gag on the show? 
uh, no, it's just a gag. Uh, you <laughs> gag us with, uh, but he's going to abstain. And then we have something very special. We have the impersonation challenge for what? our intermission. Oh, uh, wow. In the, in the middle of the show, uh, Joseph and I, we, we've kind of worked up this thing. So no, save yourself, Jim. You're not, no, you guys are doing impressions too, or you go do we, impressions against me? Well, or? we, no, we, we might do them. He and I might do impressions, but no okay. impressions from you until, until we say that okay. you can. Okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. So, so let's so I go think ahead we're and, ready uh, guys. What do you want to start with school projects or running gags? Let's do gags. All right, Joseph, what is your number five gag? It's really hard. I just changed it like five seconds ago. Uh, So number five for me is uh, from the television uh, series, Happy Endings. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched the show or not. Uh, It only lasted three seasons, but it was amazing. And literally, it literally the running gag was them gagging. If one of the characters would like get sick or something and start like <laughs> throwing up, the other characters would all start gagging and start going, oh, look. so literally that that's what made it so funny. It was literally a running gag in the show. <laughs> nice. You, you saw all three seasons of the show. Oh yeah. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. I heard Did it, was it ever, good. ever make you cute. It was it was one of those things that it was sort of like a follow up. They even made fun of themselves because it was a follow up to Friends. It was like, you know, Friends, everyone turned 30 and the show went away. Right. And so in 2000, that's whenever Happy Endings came on there. And it was basically the same premise. And they would talk about how similar they were to it. But so funny, really good characters and all that. So there you go. Happy Endings. Yeah, right. I thought I thought Happy Endings. I thought it was something totally all right, different. George, yeah. So thanks for that clarification. Thank you, there. You're so nasty. What a nasty one. boy. <laughs> George, what is your number five? <laughs> so uh, mine is from Get Smart. Uh, a mid, and they actually had uh, a few uh, recurring gags on, on this show. Uh, a mid-1960s American comedy uh, television series uh, about how would you describe it, Jim? This kind of inept, bumbling, Funny James Bond but, kind of, but very American, lucky, yeah. lucky spy. Uh, but uh, yeah, and and it's funny you mentioned the James Bond because it, it was written by uh, Mel Brooks and Buck Henry, and they were capitalizing on that that James Bond and Inspector Clouseau, uh, which both were huge at the time. But you have Don Adams as Maxwell Smart, Barbara Ooh, Feldman. I want to do an impression so bad. I know you do. Uh, <laughs> Save it, save it. Barbara Feldon as Agent 99. Uh, and then uh, the chief, played by Edward Platt. But the essence of, of this joke or, or this idea, it's the cone of silence. So good. <laughs> and it's it's this secret uh, when, when they need to conference uh, Max and, and the chief, uh, they go into the cones of silence and it lowers and it's very dramatic and it's designed for these secret conversation, but it never, ever works as designed <laughs> and they can't hear each other. And actually you can hear outside <laughs> yeah, what they're echo. saying. <laughs> Uh, the, but, the uh, best the best comic timing is by Don Adams when he says oh yeah that first time around yeah. why it's hilarious uh, <laughs> but, literally uh, he sticks his head out of the cone <laughs> he, yeah. he, every once in a while goes what <laughs> this gag even worked in the get smart movie when they did the gag too I mean, oh, oh yeah it's, it's wonderful but y'all both know I'm I'm a big fan of of the novel by Frank Herbert uh 1965 Dune uh 
And that's where this idea comes from. The, the Baron employs that he calls it a cone of silence uh, when he's having a, a private discussion with Count Faring. So it actually, it has its origin back to that 1965 novel um, for get smart, but uh, I love it. And it's, it never works. And finally it w- they, they always get frustrated and they just lift the cones. So the gag goes on for about like three or four minutes and then they just lift the cones or the cone and uh, they just converse with whatever they need to exchange. But uh, the cone of silence. Cone so, of silence. so far uh, listeners out there that are not familiar with the cone of silence. I got to say this. It's like those old fashioned 1960s hair dryers except they're glass and so they fit over the head and so everyone everyone sitting at the table has one of these things over their heads and so that's the joke the joke is uh, they can't hear each other so wonderful wonderful it's on my honorable mention list so that's got a really good chance of of making it in yeah and thank you joseph for that that clarification that's good (laughs) no i'm 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 being (laughs) sincere (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my number five comes from the Simpsons and it's uh, uh, actually was from the first couple seasons because sadly the actor who played Troy McClure passed away. The great Phil Hartman. Uh, <laughs> so good. He would be all he was his running gag. Basically, he was always on TV hawking something and these infomercials wearing that sweater. And he'd always kind of, you know, do his credits. You know me from the thing with three heads. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually apparently they took his name from Troy Donahue and Doug McClure to kind of be actors and they put it together and and made uh, they actually made him uh, number one in 2006 on their list of the top f- uh, 25 simpsons kind of outside the family characters so this shows you the the legacy of phil hartman but his infomercials yeah. of course uh he was in, he's also in the uh he's also the lead and the stop the planet of the apes i want to get off the musical version so, <laughs> <laughs> which was a great episode remember they did dr zayas dr zayas but the running gag though was were his credits that usually you know really played off all these great b movies you know you know me from the thing with three heads and you know me so uh and then you, also you can uh you, you actually you on youtube you can see them all like all back together. to back but you can also see you know how they're always showing McBain that movie yes yes somebody has stitched all of the because c- it's always a little snippet but I think you can he was, was mcbain too wasn't he? he was i know he was lionel hutz that the lawyer you know which was kind of like a play off his uh caveman lawyer the way he was talking and, yeah but, but the uh, the mcbain somebody has stitched all of those mcbains together into one cohesive movie so it really does it's it's like a little <laughs> mini movie that has a plot but you would only see like 10 or 12 seconds on a Simpsons episode. But uh, yes. so that's definitely somebody. You, re- you might remember me. That was the running gag. You remember yeah. me from, and then I have some sort of crazy B movie, yeah. but Troy McClure, Phil Hartman. Good stuff. Number five. So, Good all stuff. right. So let's move on now to the school projects. <laughs> Joseph. Oh man. Okay. So uh, all my criterion for this category, this, this subject matter was that, all of these I actually did as a kid. Oh, and nice. uh, this is why I did not become a scientist or have anything to do with science because they were all complete tragedies. Uh, so and the, num- and the world thanks you for it. <laughs> and the world thanks me for it. Okay. Number five, I'm calling this the lamest science project that you could possibly do is uh, plant, <laughs> plant 
plant a seed in a jar, okay? <laughs> like to figure out which soil is best to see them grow. You you take like seeds like of corn or something, and you would put them in like either like Dixie cups or like like uh, mason jars of different soil, and you would have your like little tripod because every you know science uh, project had to have a little tripod. <laughs> you have this tripod you know, circling around these like six jars and you have like little bulbs come out there. The lamest thing in the world. No one cared, not even the teacher. They would just like fly by this with a review. They're like, oh yeah, you didn't try, did you? So there you go. Number five, plant a seed. Plant a seed. You gotta love it. Uh, George, what's your number five? So this is the perfect marriage of <laughs> the sturdy arc and the rigid triangle. It's the geodesic dome, but it's made out of toothpicks. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I'm a fan of Buckminster Fuller. Uh, he's considered to be the father of the geodesic dome, but uh, he even turns away at the site of this project. <laughs> so uh, the, the, the project, the students take, they like five, uh, toothpicks and they poke them in to uh, either gumdrops or, or clay or something to make that top pentagon. And then you arrange the toothpicks. So they're pointing up and then uh, you have this kind of gumdrop middle in the top of the dome, but uh, then your geodesic dome is complete. And uh, in, in real life, uh, the geodesic dome is the only man-made structure that actually grows stronger, the larger that it becomes because it, it relies on, on itself weight and tension pushing against itself. Um, all other structures as, as you grow them or they get bigger, they inherently weaken, uh, which is ironic because none of these survive the full night of the science fair. You know, uh, so it's, it's ironic in real life. They work, but when you've got the toothpicks, you know, some bully kid or something happens and, you know, there's a lot of tears uh, and we'll just leave it at that. But <laughs> geodesic dome of toothpicks. All right, I go. actually did that one, but I did it with the, uh, this coffee stirs and that you're works. absolutely right. It collapsed completely on itself. So yes, <laughs> great one. <laughs> which, which again, uh, in real life, if you were to build it out of metal, it, it would work on itself and support itself with the, the dynamic uh, pressure and everything, but uh, not in the gymnasium folks. <laughs> uh, my number five was a life sculpture. I took a lot of art classes and they made us do like a, a you know, do human form type sculpture. So, and the weird thing about it is that they let us take the project home, which was a mistake because I took the bus. So, I took the bus home uh, with the sculpture. It was hot. Uh, uh, I did the sculpture. I wanted to do Rocky, so I did two fighters. And then I, I was hot, so I put it in the freezer. We had an outdoor freezer in the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I took it out Monday morning, and then it was all kind of... It was all kind of hard, and, you know, and then as I walked to the bus, some somebody took... There was like a sewer grate, and somebody took it off as a prank. And I walked right into it, and my sculpture completely... My men just <laughs> broke... So when I got to school, I ended up, doing this, ended up doing this uh, very gross gladiator body part scene because <laughs> all my, my, my fighters oh. were destroyed. So that's the only thing I could do. Nice I, so recovery. <laughs> I probably could look like a serial killer or something, but, you know, <laughs> that was the only thing I could do. <laughs> so 
life sculpture. I remember that one. Not so much the dismembered sculpture. Uh, <laughs> it was a kind of a quick fix, but I did not fail the project. So I'm, I'm going to say because of your resourcefulness where it, it's, it's on the board is <laughs> dismembered, gladi <laughs> dismembered gladiators, but because of your resourcefulness and, you know, not throwing the towel in on this thing. No, no pun intended there, Rocky. Uh, this, this stands a chance. Um, yeah. You're going to hear a lot of this during my projects. All my projects end up being in somewhat failures. <laughs> yeah, Jim, what was the art teacher's name? I can't remember her name. Do I do you remember, remember she's blonde and she had glasses and we would probably describe her today as a hippie. Uh, she was, she was yeah. a hippie. She was and, kind of and, an older hippie. And she got really upset with us because I, I was in Jim's art class. I think we had art class together. Maybe I can't remember yeah, if that yeah, was one well, of the classes, yeah. but when we, when it came to pottery, like doing clay pottery and all that, she would make such a big deal about uh, not making uh, air pockets oh, yeah, in, yeah. In, in, in your thing. <laughs> I can't, so of course, I, had her, I had her too. I can't remember her name. But yeah, <laughs> but she but, would make so such you, a big deal. So you totally did that. You like fist it, like you know, <laughs> basically yes, whatever you were grenades. making. <laughs> yes, basically they would get in the kiln and they would just explode every time. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yes, I don't know what happened. <laughs> so I'm I'm a year I'm a year or two ahead of you guys, and uh, I I know the art teacher, same art teacher I had, uh, <laughs> and we did the same thing. It was like, let me make a a clay grenade. <laughs> <laughs> To destroy all the other work. In <laughs> That's there, right. You know. it, like, it would take out everyone else's. Play <laughs> <laughs> grades. All right. So let's let's move on to the running gag number four. What do you have, Joseph? <laughs> okay. This is a gag that still works today. It's from Friends, and it is Chandler's job, which <laughs> no one knows what he does, including Chandler Bing. Okay. So uh that is one of the uh that is one of the questions whenever they have the famous episode where they're they're uh playing for uh who's going to get the the uh, apartment. Uh they they ask oh, yeah, that's uh, right. they ask the girls uh <laughs> What's his job? job? <laughs> and no know. one they knows. Win. No one knows. So there you go. Chandler's job. Mystery Very job. Nice. George, what is yours? So I'm I'm going over into cinema, oh. and this is Star Wars. I've got a bad uh. feeling about this. So oh, that's why okay. I, that's why I was asking about the line. This line is used so often. Um, it's it's in every movie. The prequels. Uh, so the, the first prequel, Obi-Wan, uh, Kenobi says it at the beginning when, when they're on the, uh, that spaceship, uh, they say it, uh, in the arena in the second movie attack of the clones, Anakin Skywalker says it when they're about to fight those weird or, or be devoured by those weird insect monsters. And, and it just goes on and on, but, it, and it's actually become a part of the canon of star Wars where every movie has it. The cartoons have it. The uh, even the books uh, have it and the comics and everything, but uh, I've got a bad feeling about it. And this. it's not a catchphrase because different people say it. So, okay. So okay. There's a couple there things. You go. If, if, nice. we have, if we have something from arrested development later, which somebody might have, that is not a catchphrase. Cause uh, yeah. oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we, we even have, 
even C-3PO says it in Return of the Jedi when they're about to go into Jabba the Hutt's place. Oh, uh, I want to do an impersonation so, so bad right now. Uh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> this is killing him, ladies and gentlemen. Killing him. <laughs> He's motioning the C-3PO walk right now, folks. <laughs> right. Uh, my number four. This might be my favorite show ever. You know? <laughs> my number, number four is for Parks and Recreation. Uh, had a lot of running gags in there. My favorite one is when they had the murals of Pawnee. Uh, basically, they had these yes. crazy paintings to the, that showed the, the town's history. Like uh, it's the called, slaughtering of the Native Americans, which what is, is called so. the uh, what is called the trial of the Chief Wamapoke, and they got a Chief Indian <laughs> tied to a tree with a cannon pointed right at them. I mean, they're so bad, and they're they're so racist and so bad. But you see the history; it's almost making fun of the racism of the history. And the, yeah, they don't even yes. know. Yeah, uh, like the Spirit of Pawnee mm-hmm. one has a railroad going through it. It says Spirit of Pawnee, and it has a bunch of uh, Chinese railroad workers pointing at it and laughing with these really terrible images that they drew back in the 20s. So these murals would pop up in the background, and of course, Amy Poehler would explain it. Um, always hilarious, always kind of give you an insight into the town. So there wasn't yeah. just, it was a running gag that also educated you about Pawnee. So they had one called <laughs> traveling, <laughs> traveling magician where they have everybody <laughs> lighting them on fire and burning it. <laughs> so, it's pretty um, much mob rule history. And yeah. basically that's what it was. <laughs> well, and, and I want to ask y'all because this, this is a great one, Jim, but do you think they, they got it from waiting for Guffman, the, the musical Some, possibly, uh, uh, about oh, yeah. that that town and and the history of the town, I, I think the their big claim to fame is they they made glue for rocking chairs or <laughs> or something. I I don't remember I mean, stools, it, right? The stools, stools. Yeah, yeah. you see it in yeah. Shit's Creek too in the uh, first episode. I'm, I mean, the episode when they have the the the, uh, the mural when they come to town of Shit's Creek too, yeah. with the lady bending over. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> they're brother and sister. So this, yeah, these this are is good. The, uh, this, this is a, a good one. Running gag with the, with the murals of uh, Parks and Rec. So that's my number four. Uh, on now good job. to. Good number job. four school project what you got joseph oh geez this is this the worst this is the worst. i thought the, the the seat's just lazy right this is the worst <laughs> a solar oven okay <laughs> basically you take a pizza box some aluminum foil a piece of like black like paper that you put inside there and you stick food in this pizza box and supposedly gets up to 250 degrees. <laughs> I don't think mine ever got that hot you know, on it, but it was like the worst. This was in the seventies too. Uh, so no, like, I, I was going to say, you, you got to put the time that it, Oh my God. In, yeah. We grew up in the seventies and the future was solar power. And that, that was, was nuts about solar power. So, so, so Jimmy Carter, uh, the president at the time had, had put solar panels on the white house that's a big deal uh only to have it literally they were literally removed the first week reagan got into office uh but like you know everyone was like yes solar power solar power and basically they were trying to give you like this cardboard construction that was sort of like a a convection oven you know with it because you had to put it wrap it in uh, a plastic bag or something too I just remember it's like, I'm not eating that. Whatever it was, it was like so gross. I think they made us make s'mores or something like that. <laughs> and we're just like, this is gross. So, yeah, there you go. The solar, solar oven. oven. Nice. <laughs> wow. Very nice. nice. George, what is yours? 
So guaranteed to scare any middle school kid into brushing their teeth. <laughs> it's the tooth decay study. Okay. It's an oh, oldie, yeah. but a goodie. Uh, where they measure the effect that immersion into different liquids has on teeth. So you drop a tooth uh, in a glass of water and then another one in a glass of soda or a glass of vinegar or any liquid for that matter, and leave them there for a few days. And then you keep this diary recording the effects of the liquid on the enamel. And usually it wasn't teeth. Uh, to be fair, you could do the same thing with, with like a seashell uh, since they're, they have a similar uh, composition, but uh, yeah, the tooth decay project. Uh, my number four is also, I, I, I will say that's another one of those real lazy ones, like the plant, <laughs> yes. you know, if you yes. did the plant last year, you know, the plant, plant, the seed thing, it's like <laughs> the next well, year, you, you can't do that again. <laughs> oh, Hey, here's this tooth decay. Let's see what happens here. <laughs> my, uh, my number four is the eclipse box. When they, the eclipse would come and they would make you cut a hole in the box and you have to look up. Oh, classic. I could never, I could never see, never knew where, knew where to look, was scared to look up as a little kid because I didn't want to go blind like they said you would. And uh, apparently it's been going on forever because I think uh, you guys remember uh, my mother did this and she put the box on her head and they took a picture. <laughs> and I always wanted that to be like my album cover. Uh, <laughs> it's just a black and white playing with a box on her head, looking up. So I don't know if you guys have done this. If you, have, yeah. Was, so it was have a, you a seen box. the eclipse? Because I never did it right. I always just saw like a little little it, thing. It, it was it was a shadow. You weren't really seeing the eclipse. You were seeing a shadow because it was like a pinhole, right? You like have to just take a yeah. like a, a ballpoint a ballpoint pen and stick it in the box, and that's what you're supposed to look through. But I always thought it was like you were looking at the shadow of the eclipse. You weren't really looking at the eclipse itself. Right. Was, you're you're looking at the light entering the hole. That's right. And and inside the box where it's safe. So it's it's not really reflecting the, the light back at you, but you see a little spot of sunlight. And eventually the moon uh, moves in front of it, blocking. But um, it uh, is very, very underwhelming, uh, to say <laughs> yes. the least. And, uh, <laughs> but you couldn't do this uh, like in the gymnasium. I mean, obviously it would be when there was a solar eclipse happening and everybody would, would go outside. And uh, yeah, it was, it was that, mayhem. It was total was, mayhem. Everyone had to get a shoebox. Yes. And make their little pinhole, and you had a whole bunch of like elementary kids <coughs> hanging out with their shoeboxes. So seeing your mother <laughs> wearing it over her head would absolutely crack me up. That'd be hilarious. I want to see that album cover. I've, I've actually I've seen the photo you're talking about. Yes. I don't know how, but I've I've yeah. seen it. And I yes, wore it as a perfect. pin in school for a while. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's where we had a button maker, and I made it a button. Nice. So okay, there we go. Let's do our number three. Uh, best running gag and we'll take our intermission whatever that is the challenge or whatever that be happening in a few minutes the impersonation challenge <laughs> all right so what's your number three joseph made a huge mistake <laughs> okay there arrested is. development yeah. there's so many there's so many yes. i can name them all but i'm sure you guys have some i'll i'll name them in the honorable mentions but uh this is one of my favorite running gags because it is done by multiple characters and basically arrested development what happens is when someone does something that they immediately regret 
This is the expression that comes out of their mouth. Mostly it's by Job or Job. God blue. <laughs> That's also a running joke. Everyone oh, mispronounces Will, his name. Will Arnett uh, does a fair amount of these though. Yeah, the that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's. But no, I've seen Michael does it too, and a couple people do it. Oh, every everyone yeah. does it. Everyone does it. So it's a great recurring theme, you know. Arrested Development, like I said, one of the masters at like these gags because they really rewarded their their like loyal audience members on these things. And so it just got funnier as each season passed because when someone say you know exactly what they were going through, so I've made a huge mistake. There you go. Uh, what is yours, uh, George, your number three? So this is a trademark gag used in many episodes of South Park, uh, particularly during the early seasons. Kenny McCormick dies in an <laughs> yes. episode. And uh, for the future, uh, South Park is this American cutout animation uh, program uh, created by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. And it centers around these four young boys, St- uh, Stan, Kyle, Eric Cartman, and Kenny, uh, all of them live in this, this small Colorado town and, uh, literally every, not every episode, but almost every episode, Kenny, uh, dies in, in some uh, manner, but Parker and stone, they've said that, uh, Kyle, when he says that it, he's actually breaking the fourth wall, saying the line at them at the show creators for writing Kenny's death into the show. So, you know, oh my God, they've killed Kenny. Uh, they're really addressing Parker. Followed and Stone. by, followed by those bastards. Those bastards. <laughs> That's <yeah>. right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very good. But right, they num- killed Kenny. <laughs> That's, That's a good. I <laughs> like it. My number like three it. is also from Arrested Development. It is Tobias Funke's gay innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, th- I mean, this is such a running gag that actually his wife says it's a running gag in the family in the show uh, that, you know, because he says stuff like when he wants to join the blue man group, he says, well, when he, pa- he, he paints himself blue, he yes. paints himself blue and he gets blue all over the place. And what does he say, Jim? I blew myself. <laughs> I just blew myself. <laughs> And then he's like, are you, and he's in his store. It's like, are you going to buy or just stop? He goes, well, I guess you could say I'm bi-curious. <laughs> just there's, there's these lines that constantly uh, he throws out there. Uh, and then, then to the point where Michael, the great episode where Michael said, you might want to take a, a, a tape recorder and, and tape what you say. <laughs> he, uh, he calls back. himself a blowhard. <laughs> Okay, one of the best, one of the best, I'm sorry, I'm going to interject here, Jim, because this is a great one, uh, is that Tobias is, he, he's a therapist, but he wants to be an actor, right? But oh. like his calling card is he's an analysis and a therapist, so he combines them together, he calls himself <laughs> He reads anal rapist on his cards, yes, on his, on his card, <laughs> so good nice. it's so good so yeah so uh we actually have so the tobias uh funke's uh gay innuendo that is constantly and then he still <laughs> insists that he's not gay and he loves his wife so yes. but everybody knows from the show so there you go there's the number three of the um my uh running gag so now it's no, time no overlaps yet yes interesting i know so are we doing this challenge now are we moving on with the show it's, it's we're at the midpoint here so yeah i'm ready so- you guys are so over the years, uh, Jim has always been 
ready on the spot to do a, an impersonation. Okay. So tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this, whatever you're doing, pull the car over to the side, because this is quality (laughs) entertainment about to happen here. here. A lot of build up. So what's going to happen is Joseph and I, we are going to read names of, of celebrities that you have done impersonations of, because this is show number 96. So we're, we're, we're dragging out any and all from those previous episodes. Oh, wow. Uh, those, those shows, it could be anything. And, uh, do you want to drum roll on this or will that just however you want to present the challenge? I'm, I'm just here to entertain. Okay. We'll we'll do a (laughs) drum roll. And, uh, and again, these, we're not doing things that you haven't done. So Joseph, there's no gotchas here. Uh, well, I hope not. I mean, uh, and I've got a little bill for everyone that uh, you do here. Let me get so if bell. I do it, do it right, I get a bell, or if I, if I make an attempt, or what? Uh, just I, an attempt. I, I think <laughs> I think we're just we're just doing the bell. Can you hear oh, that? Okay. Yes, I can hear it. I can hear it. Yes. Okay. All right. So, and uh, Tom Wu recorded uh, earlier this afternoon, uh, playing the drums. He's got this drum roll, and we're going to cue that up. And uh, Joseph, you start. Okay. Paul Lynn. Oh, this is Ray Deck, Yellis. Hey, C. Kaysen. Uh, climbing up the charts to number five this week, it is Lionel Richie with Stuck on You. Robert Shaw. You want the shock? I kill him. It's going to cost you. <laughs> Bruce Dern. Okay, we're, we're stopping this uh, Bruce drum Dern. roll thing. Bruce Dern. Hey, man. Oh, like, it's really crazy, man. That's that 60s Bruce Dern. Sorry. Okay. All right. Mr. Haney from Green Acres. Mr. Douglas, would you like to buy some of my potion? Charles Butler as Snagglepuss. (laughs) Exit stage left, even. Wally. Wally. (laughs) John Wayne. Listen, Pilgrim, let me tell you about George. Okay. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> oh, crap. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Cooper as Luke Gehrig in the pride of the Yankees. Today, today, I feel, feel, feel like the luckiest, luckiest, luckiest man in the world, world, world. world. Michael McDonald. <laughs> she came from somewhere back in. Okay, that's enough of that. Alf. <laughs> Willie the robe. E.T. <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley. This is ridiculous. Hans Gruber. Where are my detonators, Mr. Jimmy Cowboy. Stewart? Oh, the plane. The plane is underwater. Gummer Powell. Golly, Sergeant Carter. Shields and Yarnell. Thank you. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. as Kirk Lazarus. Oh, oh, um, oh, uh, shoot. What's, uh, it's Kurt Lazarus or is the character he plays in uh, uh, Tropic Thunder? Woody uh, Allen. Okay. I'm going to need to see the, um, uh, George, I'm going to see the, where's Mr. Ed? Oh, hello. I'm Mr. Ed. Arnold Schwarzenegger. It is not the Tuma. It is not the Tuma. Burgess Meredith. 
you can't win rock. He'll knock you to tomorrow. Austin Burgess Meredith, Burgess Meredith again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what you are? You're a gorilla. I can't believe you're not doing that. I had time now, but okay. Oh, okay. Burgess no, Meredith. No, no, there no. was time now. <laughs> Austin powers. Yeah, baby. Jack Nicholson. Where did they get a load of me? Cartoon voices of the Beatles. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Oh, Ringo, what are you doing over there? Hey, John, what's going Chris on? Chris Christopherson. Let me tell you something about making music. Sylvester Stallone. Yo, Adrian, you know, I mean, if you don't want Morgan Freeman. George Pageant was a quiet man. Tracy Morgan. Warm. I got hit by a Walmart truck. <laughs> Lodka from Taxi. Thank you very much. Tony Clifton My- from Taxi. <laughs> Tony Clifton? Yes. Oh, um, uh, let me tell you something here. Look, 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 look at this person over here. Michael Caine. Michael Caine? Uh, Get Carter. That was the movie I was in. It was called Get Nandor. Nandor. Nand- Keep Nandor? it clean. Keep it clean. Oh, guy. <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he didn't even say a word. Nick Nolte. This time is going to be different. Sam Elliott. Beef. It's what's for dinner. Albert Brooks. <laughs> what? what is he saying? I said beef. It's what's for dinner. Oh Albert, Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> I did Albert Brooks on the show. <laughs> Jim Carrey. All <laughs> uh, righty then. That was awful. <laughs> Thank you. Darth Vader. <laughs> I am your father. Harvey Farson. I better call my mother. Oh, Rodney <laughs> Dangerfield. Tell you what, again, no respect, no respect at all. Look at this George Pageant guy over here. Barry Carmen. Tommy Lee liked to take two takes <laughs> on the uh, old No Country for Old Man. He got kind of nervous when Joe Cohen looked at him and said, Tommy Neil Young. Old man, look at my life. I'm my life. Bert Lore, the cowardly lion. <laughs> put him up, put him up, put him up. I'll put you with one hand. Charlton back. Heston. <laughs> you had to do it, didn't you? You had to do it. You had to blow it up. Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Young Al Pacino. Hoo-ha. Oh, young Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> That's old Al Pacino. Sonny, you know, you know Sal, we, we, we got we to gotta make sure we get this, the, the high school in here, Sonny. It's just crazy. It's just the, the okay. people. Right. Scare Dr. Smith from the original Lost in Space. <laughs> Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. <laughs> Willie Nelson. You were always on my mind. Sean Connery. Welcome to The Rock. And to finish up, George C. Scott. Oh, God, really? <laughs> You magnificent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We knew it. We knew it. That's why why we saved. That's the uh, the big finale. (laughs) 
Wow. Well, well done, sir. Well thank done. you. Thank that, you very much. Good. It was very good. Sorry if some of them let you down. I was just under pressure. You know, <laughs> what's going to be more impressive is your editing of this because uh, <laughs> there's no way we're going to go through all these. <laughs> oh, no, they were pretty good. It's going to be tough to edit. They're all great. So. <laughs> oh, uh, Tom, do Tom Wu. Tom Wu. I, yeah, I can't do Tom Wu. But okay, Tom Wu right. is a running okay. gag on this show. So let's go. Yeah, All let's, right. let's jump back into it. Actually, we're on the school science projects or school projects. Uh, what is your guys' number three, Joseph? Number three. Uh, what is it? Oh, God. Uh, invisible this, ink. This, this is the worst one, every one of them. This is the- <laughs> it was. In- <laughs> invisible ink. Okay. Uh, this is the one. It's like, ooh, you can be like a spy. And basically what you do is you like get lemon juice and and you you write it on a piece of paper, I guess. Uh, and then and then you use something else. I can't remember. Do y'all ever do this? Oh, you use you you heat the paper, that's it. You yes. you get like a candle underneath and all that, and then it, yeah. it appears or whatever. And and stop and think about this. Teachers encouraging you to get a candle next to notebook paper. What, what were they thinking? Uh, (laughs) They weren't. uh, I actually had a invisible ink marker that you could write in marker. And then you would put this other solution on it and it would make the letters appear. It wasn't for a science project, but I I had these two markers. Uh, But if you ever lost one of the markers, totally useless because you got to have them both work in tandem. You, you you just couldn't take a, a match and light it underneath because inevitably you would burn the paper, which is oh, what yeah. I did several times. Oh, yeah, you know, that's yeah. so invisible ink. So my number three, Jim, is vegetable battery. So uh, vegetables, <laughs> they, they do not. I'm sorry. Uh, we got a match. We got oh, a match. That's my number wow. two. Wow. That's right. my number two. <laughs> All right, George right. Scott. <laughs> yeah, my George Scott impression, or my Jim Kovacic George Scott impression. Yes, I'll be impersonating Jim, impersonating the great actor George C. Scott. Uh, so vegetables don't—I don't think they really have electricity per se, uh, but they do have electrolytes, and they can deliver that current when you get like two different metals. Uh, so, like, what would you say, Joseph? Like a lemon. And a, you get like a galvanized nail and a copper yep. coin That's or a little, a little light bulb or something like that. It, <sighs> it is it is kind of a showstopper when it comes to one of these kind of things. It's it because you can actually see it happening, unlike the tooth decay or the you know, some of the other things all about we, we presentation, about. get the trifold yep. out there, you know, you, you, you put the potato or you put the vegetable or whatever you hook it up and you have like a little bulb. It's not like your regular house bulb. This is like something that you would, you would find, you know, like a little tiny bulb that like doesn't a, require like a, like, like a 15 watt or something. Yeah. Like, the, like the, the kids, glove box. You know. I'm telling you the kids today have it easy because they can use LEDs and it, it totally works. You know, in our day, in the seventies and all that, you had to find like a super small light bulb to demonstrate yeah. it. So, yeah, that's how bad things were, kids. In our day, <laughs> we had to use fruit, citrus, super small light bulb <laughs> for our lighting. You know. <laughs> all right. Well, so we got nice. a match. We got that's a amazing. match. <laughs> now, my, mine are just like school projects. So my number three is pretty basic, but I think it actually took it turned me off to reading, uh, which was a book report and. <laughs> 
And you know, the only book I think I read cover to cover back in the day was the was the novelization of the movie Gus. Oh, the, the, it the all Disney makes movie. sense. Oh yeah, now. it all yeah, makes the, sense. You know, here here's what's crazy. Uh, I actually did book reports in the summer for fun. That's oh, how much of a nerd I am. Oh I did, my god! I did book reports. <laughs> Uh, and and I remember being at, at church and uh, one of the caretakers was like, are you going to summer school? Cause I had this book about the American <laughs> revolution. I'm like, no, this is just cool. All this, these, this stuff. And, and, uh, and I had like a seven page book report that I was, I was doing. So George, uh, we can no longer hang out with you. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. So yeah. So, but I tried to read, I remember the book report that did it kind of put, turned me off to books. It was a movie coming out. It was a sequel to National Velvet called International Velvet. And I wanted to read the book because I had a crush on Tatum O'Neill. Then you had to draw uh, a picture of the cover of the book. Oh, so I know where this is going. The book was terrible and the movie was even worse. So it really turned me off to reading it. So I kind of just made up what happened in my book report. <laughs> I drew a nice picture, though, of Tatum O'Neill by the horse. But I mean, it was a pretty bad book. So a pretty bad so movie. The, so. the horse had laser eyes or something. I mean, because you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, basically, this is it for me in books. So, and from then on, he had to rely on those film strips. Straight up, all knowing eyes of Doctor T. J. Eckelberg. <laughs> that's how I experienced. That's how I experienced the Great Gatsby film strip. You know. <laughs> well, Jim, I, I will say, uh, you you've done us proud. You've uh, you've maintained. You've never given in and read a book. So <laughs> thank you. Uh, keep thank up you. the good work there, sir. I'm going to keep it up going. Keep watching movies, film strips, anything, you know, visual books. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm the I, only person I'm on a, the show. I've, I've written four novels. I can't. Oh, how are we sorry, George. I'm going to read it. I will. <laughs> no. When they make won't. it to a movie, I will definitely check it out. They're not going to make it. In. Although <laughs> Joseph, Joseph listened to the audio book, right? I did. I, I really mean, liked I it too. Yeah. I'll listen to the audio book. Yeah. Is it narrated by you? No. Oh God, oh, no. no. No, it's really good. It's really no, good. It's, it's a it's a real narrator. I'm not, I'm not just saying that. I I think it's a good book. I really do. Uh, it's a great story. Like every afternoon, would you read me a chapter, and then I could just go. No. No, no, no. Uh, but I will say it is better than International Velvet. My it book, probably is. I will say is better. It than turns me off to reading Velvet. for my life. It's a pretty bad book. So what if right, my so, book is the one that brings you back? Oh, brings you go. back into the fold. Oh, Maybe wow. You don't do audibles, Jim. You, you don't even do audibles. No. You know, no one reads anymore. Everyone says I read that. that it, is true. You listen. You listen to things. You don't or you read watch the show, you know? Yeah. Watch, yeah. All right, so let's move on to the unabridged, though. That makes it authentic. Go ahead. <laughs> Number two running <laughs> gag for you is what, Joseph? Uh, from Modern Family, uh, Phil Dumphy's Fix That Step. Yes. There is a step in their stairwell from season one that he promises to fix, and it goes all 12 seasons, and it never gets fixed. And it's just, it just, it's one of those things that doesn't happen all the time, just every once in a while. It'll pop up and it, it's it's glorious when it does because it's it's he is he is the uh, George Bailey, if you will, of the show and sort of a nod to uh, it's a wonderful life where they have the the stopper uh, at the top of the stairwell that yes that's, yes you know broken so there you go fix that step all right George you're number two so I'm really proud of this one whenever I saw this facts come in from the home office, I was like, Oh, this will be great. 
This is Cato's attacks in the Pink Panther. Ah, so good. yes, this <laughs> yes. Uh, talking about Clouseau a little earlier, played by Peter Sellers, uh, chief or not chief, but Cato. special. <laughs> oh, uh, but <laughs> French I, I chief impersonations, right? Inspector, I, mean, uh, I don't know. What do we say on that, Joseph? Can <laughs> they, they release Inspector Jacques Clouseau de Sudé? You can only do George C. Scott. If you want to do that more, uh, you can. <laughs> I did not get the massage. I needed to get the massage. I did the boom. The bomb. Yeah, the, the boom. Is that your dog? That's but, your uh, dog bite. Yeah. <laughs> that is not my dog. Uh, <laughs> excellent. But uh, to keep the inspector on his toes, he has employed his manservant, uh, uh, Kato Fong, uh, performed by Bert uh, Kowak. Kawak, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, uh, but uh, Peter Sellers uh, has employed him, amongst other things, to attack him at random times when he least expects it to keep him on alert. And uh, these attacks are always overblown and they wreck his his apartment or his house or whatever in the process uh but such great fun and it's basically whatever the the plot of the movie is it just gets put on pause for about five <laughs> minutes or so I while they the slow just motion. fight motion the best <laughs> yeah. oh yeah out the window yeah no, that's the one with listen. diane cannon yeah <laughs> the, now one of the best parts of this gag is the fact that uh so Clouseau has this arrangement, you know, where he's like, you know, I need to, I, I oh, need yeah. to polish my skills and all that. And he's always walks into the house and he's like, not now, Kato. We don't need to do it now. And Kato, of course, attacks him. Oh. <laughs> and then at the very end, whenever yes, he yes, does beat yes. him, whenever he has him down and all that, he's like, oh, okay, you know, they, they, they stop. And what happens, George? The phone always rings. <laughs> Inspector Clouseau's resident. <laughs> exactly and which then, right then after- Clouseau just bashes him you know <laughs> as, as he takes the phone yes. so there's a lot of nuances to this gag itself yes. besides just happening Multi-level. over and over again yes. multi-level yes. <laughs> all right so my number two is from the office it is michael's hatred of toby which you never thought somebody would <laughs> yes. be so uh, mad or so mean to somebody could be so funny, but we've had so many memes. The meme where he's like, no, 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 no. That is, <laughs> that is a response to Toby. And this is probably the one of the meanest scenes that ends up be funny. He's like, why are you, why are you how you are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. why, why are you like I, that? <laughs> I discovered a, a few years ago that uh, the actor that plays Toby, he was, the one responsible for many of the, uh, he was one of the writers. Oh, he writes, the a, he writes a lot of those shows. Yeah. 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 He and, uh, and the temp guy whose name Ryan. Yeah. 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 Uh, BJ Novak writes a lot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And so he was writing Michael hating on him so much. And he always just has this worn deadpan <laughs> look, you know, and then Toby gets his revenge so too. Good. Like when Michael does dumb stuff, like when he fell into the koi pond and he tried to do that meeting about dumb stuff you did, you can't make fun of anymore. He's like, <laughs> like, like when I fell into the pond at the mall, you fell into two ponds. He starts laughing. He's like, get out, get out. <laughs> you guys, please excuse me from this meeting. <laughs> but some of the best so gags good. on the show are just unbridled hate towards toby even when they have yes. that they have, he has to actually go through a counseling session with with toby uh for like yes. a whole episode which you know it's very funny but that's my number two from the office yeah. michael's hate good toby. good stuff good stuff all right so we're on to number two school project and uh, joseph what you got 
Already did it. Vegetable battery. Oh, wow. George, there you what go. do you got? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> this is a relatively new one to the game. Um, within the last maybe 10, 15, 20 years, Mentos in soda, uh, a soda container. Wow. So the student drops uh, a roll of Mentos, the candy, into a two liter bottle of soda. And the CO2 bubbles attach to the surface of, of the candy and it grows as the candy dissolves. And then it, it, this makes like a soda geyser. Uh, so th this is not something you can do in the gymnasium. This is definitely an outdoor event. Uh, and it is an event folks, uh, because that the spray will reach about six feet tall, maybe seven or eight. If, if you, depending on the soda, but, uh, and, and, uh, if you're doing this, uh, maybe use the diet soda. It's a little less sticky once uh, all that residue dries. I thought um, it had to be Diet Coke. I thought it had to be Diet Coke. No, is it? Yeah, I, I think I think, you I can think do it with with different things like uh, now. Which who made the video? Which, which man made the video? Was, was it Weezer? Weezer had, or, had a video for pork yeah, and beans with that. Yeah. Pork and beans. That's right. They did it. That's right. So crazy. Maybe Tom Wu can put that as a link because uh, that was a really good, uh, that was a really good video of that science experiment. <laughs> there you go. Mentos. He's, soda. he's shaking his head. He's not going to do anything okay. that you want, Joseph. He's shaking his head. Well, that's why I said you guys need to ask. He nah. won't do anything for me. <laughs> he's barely doing anything I ask anymore. I, I'm the, I'm the Toby of the group for Tom. Wu. Tom Wu is the <laughs> running gag of the show that Tom Wu always messes something up. That's, that's the people uh, will say he's got a shirt named after him. So yes, there he does. Oh uh, yeah. Buy, buy the, I blame Tom Wu shirt. Joel. Seriously. <laughs> buy that shirt. Uh, my number two is back to art class. It's the oil painting. We all got a chance to do an oil painting. They bought us a canvas and everything. It was exciting. And I, they said, bring in a picture from home. So <laughs> <laughs> my mom had this picture of, uh, I guess when I was born, there's a big snowstorm. <laughs> so she brought in these pictures and there's one of this just car just stuck in the snow. And that's what I decided. So it's all white. Wow, that's brilliant. Basically, the whole thing is white with a gray sky and just one car stuck in the snow. So that's an, <laughs> that's an original Kovacic that's a, a, probably worth millions these days. Do, <laughs> do you still, have that anymore? Because I, I, I still have it. We could get Tom to post it. A picture I need of to, it. I need to find it though. I do still have it. I did have it on my wall for a little bit because it was so terrible. <laughs> but it was like it was it was a terrible. <laughs> it was a terrible good. It was like you know. Now what, uh, is this better or worse than the Kiss uh, Destroyer album cover <laughs> that you painted? Yeah, it's it's a lot better than that. And I had the lights. You know, it was like it was night, so there was lights on, and I kind of tried to put the snow. Oh, it was nice. Yeah, it was, nice. there's a little bit of artwork in there, but most of it's white. So, uh, did you ever? I know you took a lot of art classes, George. Did you have to get a chance to do an oil painting? Uh, I never worked in oils. I worked in gouache and uh, mostly acrylics. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I actually went to art school, Jim. Took art classes. Well, no, I, know. I have a degree in visual <laughs> communication. Answer Thanks. me this question, though. When when people bought, because they don't really sell them that more, and they should go to a hobby shop. Remember, they used to have the paint by numbers. Is that, oh, yeah. oil, is that oil or was that something else? That was uh, usually watercolor. Okay. Um, what's, what's interesting over the last few years for the future uh adult coloring books and i don't mean like adult like dirty bits that are in coloring books <laughs> color this uh, yeah <laughs> erotic coloring books uh but uh 
it, there really has been a market for it because it's very therapeutic. People get markers and they will. Uh, Are you so talking about of, the ones with the like foul language that you like? No. Color no, the dirty no, word. They're, no, they're very, uh, very sophisticated patterns graphics and, yeah, and patterns yeah. uh, that people find very relaxing and therapeutic to, to color those. Um, and I actually know somebody that, has one of those on Facebook, uh, not Facebook, uh, Amazon, uh, advertised on, on Facebook, a, a friend of mine, uh, and it's very positive thoughts and, and stuff like that. But these intricate patterns that, that you color in and since those came out, so I'm going somewhere with this Jim, since those came out, I have not seen uh paint by numbers, uh, oh, wow. as much anymore. So you said uh, it took the place. And also I, I have another friend, a friend in Florida who it's the exact opposite of paint by numbers. It's the image uh, surface area is all black and you scrape away and underneath wow. the scraping is color. And he did like a carousel and uh, mountain range picture and all the, all these different things. So the mechanics of it are still there, but it's not putting paint like, Number four is, you know, blue and number, you know, two is red or, or whatever. Yeah. I haven't seen any of those in recent years. So I used to like that project though. When you put the, you put the colors underneath and you paint black over it. Yep. 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 That was, you that was good. Not on completely my list, used up your, your black crayon. on <laughs> yes. it. <laughs> it's yeah. like... Yes. All right. So let's, let's move on now to the, uh, the number ones. And I, you know, maybe we should do it this way now if we have, yeah, uh, I think so. Are you we saying, have, go ahead. If we have honorable mentions, let's do them after the number one so we don't agree. Totally one. agreed. So I totally agree. Let's go ahead and do your number one, Joseph. What you got? Number one. Uh, this is a this is a gag that spans. Oh, <laughs> so you either drum roll or someone's uh, passing. Gas. No, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no. Th this is a gag that spans beyond uh, thirty plus movies. Uh, it oh. takes. It, it is a gag that uh, goes in television and uh, in movies. It's a gag that uh, started basically in 1989 and all the way post-humorous. Am I saying that right? Post-humorously? Post-humorously? Post, 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 uh, yeah. Post-humorously? Yeah. Posthumously. Posthumously. After Posthumous. they died. After Thank they you died. very After they died. Okay. <laughs> And I'm talking about uh, the cameos of Stan Lee in the Marvel oh, universe. Good. Yeah, very nice. Uh, like, you know, he's been in everything. I looked at it, literally started. This is why I was sort of amazed that whenever I was looking at that, uh, it started the trial of the Incredible Hulk in 1989. Yes, I saw that when, clip. Yeah. When he was like a jury foreman. And uh, <laughs> basically, you know, it goes, it goes beyond the Marvel scope of it. He was in the Fantastic Four. He was in the Amazing Spider-Man, the Sony Spider-Man. So uh, I think that this is one that, that everyone's looking for, you know, uh, whenever they watch a Marvel movie, they're like, how are they going to work him into it? So always, always a good gag. Jim, yes. do we have uh, a Stanley cameo in this episode somewhere? You're not going to do, you're not going to do a Stan oh, Lee voice. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Jeez. <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll count it. We'll count it. Okay, good. Uh, what's yours, George? So, number one. So mine is the self-destructing tape in Mission Impossible, the uh -huh. TV show. So before it was a Tom Cruise movie franchise, 
Mission Impossible was a weekly television program in the 60s starring Peter Graves, uh, Barbara Bain, and Greg Morris, uh, Martin Landau, Peter Lupus, uh, later uh, Leonard Nimoy. And they were this team, this small team of secret government agents known as the Impossible Missions Force. uh, And they were used for all these covert missions. And every episode would start off with Peter Graves getting the instructions of, of the mission briefing, I guess, you know, your mission, Jim, your mission, Jim. Yes. Thank you. If, uh, except he wouldn't talk back to the tape recorder. Thank okay, you. Though. <laughs> uh, but uh, should you accept it? And then they would tell about the mission and then it would go on to say, should any member of your IM force be caught or killed? The secretary will disavow any knowledge of your action. And here it is the best part. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds and you'd see this smoke coming up and everything. And, you know, so hopefully you were paying attention to what the mission was yes. because, uh, they, they couldn't just like get magnets and erase <laughs> the tape. Right. Uh, the, it actually, there, there had to be some kind of pyrotechnics. Uh, but, uh, that is my, my number one. And I learned this literally last night. I never knew that James Arnez was Peter Graves, uh, brother. Oh, yeah. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah. I never knew that. I totally missed that. So, awesome. uh, James Arnez from, uh, Gunsmoke, uh, yes, his brother, but uh, uh, has nothing at all to do with this. Wasn't he driver number five too? Wait, wait never mind. On Mission Impossible? <laughs> I'm getting confused here. Sorry, I, go I ahead. No okay. Uh, the self-destructive tape. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's funny. They actually did a parody on Get Smart of It. Uh, he opened up a locker in a bus station, and the tape said it was a self-destruct, and all the lockers blew up, but the tape was fine. <laughs> nice. You know, nice. Nice. inverted it. So many gags. What What was the guy's name on Get Smart that was the agent that would always be buried in the plant or the locker? Jaime? Or was it Jaime? So oh, I think so. Yeah. They they had so many gags every every show. All right. So my number one comes from a talk show, the Conan O'Brien talk show. Every time guess paul rudd would appear on the talk show oh. he would seriously set up some sort of clip and of course he would play the same clip every time a clip <laughs> mac, from mac and me mac and me where <laughs> where the wheelchair boy falls off the cliff the most ridiculous clip of all time and the character <laughs> pops up the last time he did it conan signed off uh when he signed off he actually came out there. He actually had me fooled. He came out there. He said he was kind of debating with uh, Bill Hader of SNL saying they did a skit that didn't air. They were playing Edward Burns's brothers or whatever, grilling something. They were doing impersonations. So they said they never aired it. But Paul Rudd's like, I got the tape. I got the tape. We'll show it to everybody. And of course, mm. he got him one last time, <laughs> the Mac and me tape. He even got him after that because he says, no, I really do have the tape. And he played the Mac and me clip again. So yeah. <laughs> every... <laughs> the the beauty of it is is he would seriously be out promoting a movie ant-man or or you know whatever and he's he's 100 seriously promoting a film and they would cut to the clip and it is always the same exact clip so so great where right. the uh, boy in the wheelchair comes down the hill loses control of his wheelchair jump and falls off the cliff yeah which uh, you know. check out if, if you want to learn more about mac and me that's episode 19 of crispy coated robots <laughs> uh worst kids movies ever <laughs> mac and me ranks really high in that one y'all so and the movie was yeah. brought to you by mcdonald's by the way all right so there we go so let's go to honorable mentions um uh, let's uh joseph what were you what was on your list for honorable mentions for uh for running gag 
Okay, so uh, Wilson's face on Home Improvement, a character that you never see the full face with. Uh, The inability to cuss in The Good Place, uh, which is a great one. Uh, And this is more than a catchphrase because multiple characters say it. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, title of your sex tape, whenever they... Where they have a thing. Nice. Uh, and then uh, Kenneth Purcell in 30 Rock is super old. No one knows how old he is. Yes, and the so intern. that's the intern. The intern. Yes. So, so there you go. Oh, and finally, uh, the Spanish Inquisition from Monty Python. Oh, I didn't uh, expect that. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. You played into that. Uh, Come on. You got to well. say it. You got to say it. <laughs> what? What? No one expects no one, the, Oh, no one expects the Spanish geez, Inquisition. Joseph. I'm so I totally blew that. I totally blew that. That's I'm so terrible. sorry. But uh yeah, there you go. Those are my honorable mentions. George, do you have any? I I've got some. Th- this is a bit of a weird one, so I didn't put it on my list, but in the Lethal Weapon films, Rig always dislocates his shoulder. Uh <laughs> sometimes he does it intentionally, like to get out of a straight jacket, but and you know, then he just kind of bangs it on a wall and snaps it into place. So that one's kind of a weird one. I, I was considering uh Escape from New York, uh, where Snake Pliskin, I thought you were dead. Multiple people say it, but that's just in the the confines of the of that one movie. Uh one that really got close on my list is Gilligan saying you can't make me, you can't make me, you can't make me. <laughs> and, and they fade. So they're trying to get Gilligan to dress up as a woman or a monkey or whatever that, you know, show is. And, and then, you know, as he's saying it, the camera fades to, yes, they're, they're making him. Uh, the Fonz always had a gag on happy days of being able to start up the jukebox. Uh Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Uncle Phil always throwing jazz out of the house. Uh, of course, Seinfeld, I, based on our criteria, this one doesn't make it, but uh, Seinfeld always greeting Newman and yeah. Newman greeting Seinfeld. But because those two say it to each other, that's more, I guess, of a catchphrase. Hello, Newman. Hello, <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to put in, that reminds me, I was going to put in uh, Art Vandelay. Uh, oh yes, for for Seinfeld because that was a running gag. George's yes. dream job of being an architect. Yep. Uh, well, importer exporter too. Importer he, exporter. He had, that's right. He, he had a lot of different jobs there. Uh, the the show, the IT crowd. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Uh, <laughs> that's their solution. To about ninety percent of what happens in that, and then Three's Company. Every single episode the about. Up. The the mix up the the episode with the mix up. Every show was a mix up. The show uh, was the gag. Yes, like, yes, it was the running gag. But that, those are my honorable mentions. Nice. And like right. I said, if if the list, if we could do six, I definitely would have. You can't make me. You can't, can't make, make me. me. You can't make <laughs> me. Uh, uh, my my honorable uh, mentions get smart. Of course, Conan Silent that uh, George mentioned. Uh, the monsters. Every time people see Herman for the first time, Herman thinks he's a regular human and walks around as a regular human. And then people see him and then realize and just kind of like they run through the door and it's the shape of their body. <laughs> um, from Arrested Development, Tobias Fumke's never nude situation where he can never be oh. nude in his jean shorts. Uh, also from Arrested <laughs> Development, uh, George Michael's girlfriend Anne. When everybody questioned her, and who, <laughs> who, and who. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then uh, I had I had a huge mistake on there. Um, and I think that's it for my running gag. So yeah, so we got a good list to choose from. Uh, so let's go to our number one school project with Joseph. Oh, here no. it comes. You know what it is. Peter it's- Brady gave it to us. <laughs> it is the baking soda volcano. My number uh, one. And that, that, there you go. It's so good. It's, I think any kid that saw this Brady Bunch episode was like, that's what I'm doing. And yes. the problem with it is, is that uh, he had sort of this battery hookup, uh, which I didn't do because I guess I wasn't smart enough to figure out how to work a battery into it. But uh, where his exploded and all that, mine was just a chemical reaction. Where yeah. you put vinegar, you know, you basically make this this plaster like cone, you know, you sort of do a, a or a, or clay or clay, clay, yeah, clay. Yeah. You basically, yeah, you know, you can make mashed potatoes or something like that and do a Richard Dreyfus kind of thing. But yeah. basically, you make you make a volcano and then you would put baking soda and then you pour vinegar on it because you have uh, acid reacting with uh, a, a base and there it goes. It fizzes yeah. out there. You could you could add uh, you could add uh, detergent, liquid detergent in it uh, to make it bubble a little bit more. But there you go, the volcano. Yeah, the it, holy grail of projects. No, no, it is it is Just the master. Well. It is the holy grail of of projects. There, that foamy lava flow <laughs> and uh, the red food coloring, everything. You know, it's messy. There's a bit of danger to it. Uh, it's just the perfect one and you work with clay or like you said, plaster, it's, it's just, it is so awful. So yes, and, and, and the vinegar just smells like you said, oh, the, vi- the vinegar smell just so it's got terrible. all, it's got all the bases covered. And, and it's a one trick pony too. So you cannot like mult- do it over again because it was all, always a mess. Oh, so yeah. you had to wait yeah. for the judges to come by your table and then you would and do hopefully, it. Hopefully, <laughs> And hopefully it works. Yeah. And hopefully, because sometimes it, it was like, rah, rah, rah. it just totally didn't work. So, yep. Yeah. All right. So, so my number one, we had in speech class, Joseph knows about this. It was our video project, <laughs> video TV project. So <sighs> Joseph and I, well, most people would just do like a regular presentation. We did, <laughs> we did a whole network. It was, JK, we did it. <laughs> it was JKPJ television. We you know, the Jim Kovacic show was the talk show. We had, we had an actual monster movie with the, uh, the, the attack of attack the, of the killer pain, the Valley oh, monster or whatever. Remember? Cause yeah. remember Rick, oh, yeah. Rick Silverman had those vans. Uh, he had vans on a guitar. Oh, Godzilla. that's right. <laughs> that's did right. You, did you say Rick Silverman? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He was, uh, Oh, my wife worked for his wife. For like 15 years. I never there knew. There you that. go. Small. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And he was in it too. And then we played, had a dating game. We had like a whole, you know, like I said, we got over ambitious with it. Of course we got an A, but it was like, well, it was like, just do a three minute video. We ended up doing a 20 minute so, SCTV takeoff basically. So Jim, nice. Jim and I were allowed to like, no one in the class really wanted to do their projects. And Jim and I were all about it. And <laughs> yes. so we were like, we helped oh, everybody. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll help you. We'll help you. Basically we just took it over. It was, it was the JKBJ network and we, it, we lost the tape. I don't know who, who lost the tape, but I so wish I had that because it was glorious. I'm sure it was like if I would watch it now, it would cringe, but oh, yeah. it was so much fun. It was so Listeners, much fun. If you have this tape, this <laughs> yeah. is real. This is real. I will pay 
$100 cash American for this tape. I, 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 will, think, I will pay I, it. I, I think Write we us called, at crispycoatedrobots yeah. at gmail.com. It's pretty we, embarrassing. We, I have some real. terrible acne in the tape. It looked like a gangster just shot a, a acne right across my face. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like, I mean, it's like a path of like, it looks like one of those cartoon gunshots. <laughs> just like, it's so bad. But, okay. Uh, yeah. $150. The price just <laughs> went up. It's going up. The, but also, you know, we, Joseph and I were so, we were so excited about this. We helped like even the lamest one, one girl did a speech about how to make a ham sandwich and we like helped him <laughs> filmed it. Oh, we did. <laughs> that was her speech. First of all, you get two pieces of bread. I mean, she obviously didn't want to be in the class. Then you get some ham and then you get some cheese and then you take the ham and cheese and you put it on the bread. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, slow down, slow down. I'm trying to, I'm trying to write this down. Hang on. So, but yeah, it, so that was part two of my, pieces of bread. <laughs> when we took over my best uh, school project, when we took over speech class and made it, we're in everybody's video by choice or not. <laughs> <laughs> you get out of my video, man. <laughs> it's so much that fun. Is so great. There you go. So, all right, well, so let's move on. I think, to, I think that needs to, to make it in. Uh, you just, just want to see the video. <laughs> the last time, the last person I remember having it was uh, Jim's younger brother, Joey. Joey oh, was it, watching it. And so it's gone. It's gone. It's, yeah. He would be yeah. the, he'd be the last one to, to possibly know where it is. Because Joseph yeah, he, actually had oh, it labeled. He, he drew a little logo on it and everything. So. I did. Oh, man. We were all about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he had it labeled and everything. So it got taped over, you know, with and what, what, by ice skating. My mom taped over everything with ice skating. Like, <laughs> she did. I mean, everything had ice skating. It's like, you know, I'm just glad my wedding survived. It would have ice skating in the middle of. <laughs> Welcome to the 1990 Campbell Soup Classic, and uh, we're here with uh, Brian Baitano. You know, I mean, really, it was it was like that. It'd be like you see, it'd be like the band what playing. A, what, what is a, her fan, fascination with ice skating? She it was all about the Dorothy Hamill haircut. <laughs> oh, I I can meet you on that one. Yes. Well, we have a tape when, when when the band I was in a band. We were playing at the airport. Just we were playing at the airport, rep, welcoming people for the Republican convention in 1992. We were hired for this gig. You know, first on of the all, runway, on the runway, right? Uh, well, they, it was like when they were walking in then the strangest oh, looks okay. but that you know it just started with me playing guitar and all of a sudden welcome to the campbell soup classic here <laughs> the 1992 uh christy yamaguchi will be taking the ice and it'll, so i mean <laughs> I, <laughs> wow. all right so let's go to the uh the top running gags i'm uh, not paying for any ice skating videos right now audience <laughs> do, i'm not it must be the full video no ice skating in the middle <laughs> yes <laughs> you don't want the 1991 uh i don't need it no. okay uh which one to do first gags or the school projects let's do school projects since we've already got two we've got a match on the vegetable battery and the lovely volcano that volcano. we just talked about yes um I, i'm i can vote for this video project thing because <laughs> okay, it yes. sounds in an effort uh, it, to get somebody kinda, to find it an effort to unearth the no tape. but it it kind of <laughs> i know you and in your life and career and broadcasting it's it's neat to see these early traces of that same kind of stuff yeah uh so you know i think that and also i'm gonna fight for dismembered gladiators <laughs> like i said because of your um you know, resource guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, you were down, but it. I put, you're I not put out. red paint on the pieces too. I just put red. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It's like okay, you know what? This is all busted up and broken, but I can, I can still I have had to a ride project. the bus just looking at it. Like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> 
the master I, of I, improvisation right there. I, I, I'll go for it just because it reminded me of the clay pottery bombs that we used to make. <laughs> yes. All right. So the next one is up. To uh, you guys. I cannot do book reports. I cannot support illiteracy <laughs> in this company. So no. Uh, what, uh, what about I, I, the, uh, I, 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 I would say the, the eclipse box is pretty good because everyone remembers how terrible they were. They were so bad. And well, if we solar could, oven sounds pretty bad too. I don't ever do uh, the solar oven was terrible. It was so bad. It was both, like, not- both of these involved the sun. So Jim, <laughs> you pick which sun project. What is about it the tooth solar decay oven? one though? Is the tooth decay one pretty, pretty uh, fancy too? Uh, it, it certainly can give a, a, a you know, the plant your seed, uh, a run for the money there. So. Plant a seed's the laziest. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did that project. I had this. My, my project was will niacin make a, make a lima bean grow faster? <laughs> no growth at all. It was like it, zero. So that that's your, the results. It will it will not. It will not. No, there so was there no we go, at kids. all. I, I didn't have even a sentence. We just saved measure, you two you know, and a half weeks. Everything was zero 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 for two and a half weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Complete failure. Um, a solar bot. I mean, so, uh, solar ovens kind of fun. You kind of cooking or whatever. I mean, uh, you know, invisible ink though. There is a danger to burning down the. You know. The place, the, your apartment, or wherever you're living, it uh, it did involve it did involve fire. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's something to think about. Fire. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> you you pick it. Uh, let's go with invisible ink. Yeah, because it's kind of like something you write. You know, it's something. Okay, there so there's our five video TV project. <laughs> invisible ink. <laughs> My favorite, personally, <laughs> dismembered gladiators. <laughs> The volcano. I, I take it back. The volcano is the best. Uh, and then vegetable battery, because when we were growing up, apparently we didn't have electricity, but we had a lot of vegetables. <laughs> so what? Wait, 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 wait. We have dismembered gladiators. That's not really the project. That's what the That's product the result became. Of- <laughs> That's the result. What was the actual product? It was though, like for our human listeners? life sculpture. So I tried okay, to do two, I tried to do so two he did, boxers he did the, and the boxers and two boxers. Yeah. But- okay. The Our project both, both of, of both of them fell some apart. other some other uh, kid so jealous of his <laughs> boxing took the grade off the sewer. I was walking. I just went. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a far that's a far drop, you know. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, Excellent. <laughs> uh, let me but not have live any, to tell uh, the PTSD tale. on that. So let's go to the recurring gags. No. Okay. No matches God, at all. None. I know this is going to be hard, but uh, I will say this. Read, okay? them, read them out. Read them out first. Cone of silence. Okay. But get smart. Uh, I got a bad feeling about this. Arrested development. They killed. No, King. no, no. That's that's oh. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got fat. <laughs> that's right. Never mind. This is what a gag. Joseph gets things mistake. wrong. <laughs> yeah, I made a huge mistake. Sorry. Black Cauldron. I got a bad feeling. Star Wars. <laughs> Black Cauldron. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they killed Kenny, uh, those bastards from South Park. Uh, Kato's attack from the Pink Panther. Self-destructive tape. Uh, Mission Impossible. Happy endings. Uh, the gagging. Uh, literal gag. Uh, Troy McClure from The Simpsons. Uh, Chandler's job from Friends. Uh, murals of Pawnee from Parks and Recreation. I've made a huge mistake by Arrested Development. Uh Tobias uh, is Tobias gay or not? Uh, yeah. For Arrested Development, 
fix that step from Modern Family. Michael's hatred for Toby in the office, Stan Lee's cameos in all things Marvel, uh, and Paul Rudd, uh, the Mac and Me film for uh, Conan O'Brien. Yes. So I, I think we've got to have uh, at least one of the Arrested Development uh, thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking, too. Like one of those. So what's has- it going to be? Maybe the I, I I have a huge mistake. Maybe it was a bigger catchphrase, but I did think they're both funny. So I, I have no problem with going. The what about mistake. the I've got a bad feeling about this? Uh, Is that, too that much? they that they always did in an arrested development? No, that's another good one. <laughs> that's another good one. You know what? Okay. Though I'm gonna I'm gonna really throw this off here. I'm thinking about honorable mention because it was sort of, it was on my honorable mention. I didn't mention it, but you did, Jim. Uh, the and who is hilarious <laughs> that that's like one of the better ones so i don't know i don't know the who and like, they always say her 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 yeah <laughs> it, and and i hate to say this but we have a family member that my brother and i who are huge arrest developments we're constantly using this one oh, that's terrible. <laughs> we're always, uh, yeah it's terrible she but doesn't it, know i'm sure right no <laughs> of course not now she <laughs> right. does <laughs> exactly yeah. so there you go there you go but uh whatever you guys want arrested development i made a huge mistake is that okay that's fine okay so, so george do you think it's too much like to have a bad feeling about this that's the that's the whole oh no it's no it's totally different okay uh, yeah, yeah that's good the star wars uh, is good too i mean that's, that's yeah the, the star wars though uh I, I like it and i put it on my my list but it it's almost like I, I liked it in the early ones. Now it's almost kind of like you're, you're waiting for it. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I would rather put Cato's attacks. I, you know, when Jar Jar Binks said it, I thought it was a little bit, you know, I think he's, <laughs> I'm just joking. I think he's one of the only ones that didn't say Misa it. got uh, a bad feeling about this Misa. <laughs> oh my God. Another impression. I got a bad feeling. How, about did, this how did we Misa? miss that? And that one big guy. <laughs> <laughs> sorry okay so that? oh that was the, that big gorg guy or whatever oh, anyway okay. so <laughs> i i i think i think self-destructive tape has to be in there because it has been done by so many other people it's a Thank it's you. a running gag that 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 has just sort of eked itself onto the social consciousness you know of and and nowadays everything's digital if there is no you just delete and it's gone forever right uh, but back in the day it had to explode you you, it, you had to blow up or some or the you bad guy didn't you you That's had to do right. it there we <laughs> go a okay a madhouse. one of my favorites uh on this list that i have to say i completely forgot uh is uh the mur- murals of uh, Pawnee. <laughs> right. I, I have to say that is absolutely hilarious. I love that series. <laughs> I've watched one. it like three times, and yeah. you're absolutely right. Every time it comes on there, <laughs> it's so horrific, so over the top. Uh, <laughs> it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, whoever okay. painted those, crazy. Yeah. So we got we got two more. What do we want to do, Jim? You Kato's, said that you Kato's had good. I love Kato's Kato. good. I love Phil Hartman on The Simpsons. Um, uh, the fix the step is funny. They're all funny. Stan Lee's huge. So those cameos are, are a good running gag. 
uh paul rudd i mean even the cameo i think like in black panther he's like casino guy <laughs> you look exactly up and, and then and, uh, the weirdest is in the first galaxy guardians of the galaxy he's like a space guy up on a oh no no he's with the watchers uh yeah he's oh, that's the, right that's right you're right yeah, yeah. but he, yeah. he cuts thor's hair i mean there's a lot of creative stuff you know well, let's so do I, it. yeah so stanley okay, so stanley, stanley okay. we so we got spot for one more a spot for one more guys Ooh, let's see here so all I'm up for good. anything. They're all good. Yeah. I was about to say, silence all... is good too. What? <laughs> God, the cone of silence is so great. Chief, yeah. I think it's time we get the cone of silence. Oh, Max, <laughs> you know, that never works. <laughs> Chief, this is top secret. Tennessee tuxedo. Are we putting it in? Cone of silence? Cone, like of, cone of silence. Yeah. I worked cone in the film silence. too when Steve Carell did it. Remember, he, he's happy he gets promoted to an agent and he puts his he, cone of silence, but the cone doesn't work. And he's like, I'm so happy right now. I can't believe it. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> All right. So we end up with cone of silence. What? The self destructive tape, <laughs> murals of Pawnee from Parks and Rec. I've made a huge mistake from uh, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. And I'm very excited about this. Stan, all those Stan Lee cameos. I'm a huge Marvel comics fan. Uh, and so thereby a fan of those movies as well. And I love the fact that Stan Lee will be remembered in this podcast, in this canister right here for let's, the future. Let's so. write the home office and see if we can do an episode of the top five. My definitely the top five is from captain America, the winter soldier, when he steals the suit and he's like, Oh, I am so fired. <laughs> he's the security guard. Right, right. Well, he, he's a security guard uh, in the Hulk, too. He's yeah. with Lou Ferrigno. You get a double whammy because Lou Ferrigno from the TV show, The Hulk, yeah. is both of them are uh, security guards in the Hulk movie. Iron so, Man. Right. What about Iron Man? Oh, Do you remember oh, why he's in, uh, in Iron Man? He's mistaken by, by Tony Stark as Hugh Hefner. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I thought he was, but I thought he was for you, Hefner. No, I think uh, he okay. just yeah. All right. So uh crispycoatedrobots.com is where you need to go for all the information. You can find out about the albums that we actually listen to and do for you. Uh and we of course these great shows that drop every single Tuesday. We appreciate you listening. Crispy they drop com. They break. We they take drop, them back break, together. Put them back together. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, you know, Rommel. They drop. They about be first. I coughing. Uh, <laughs> uh, so George, I think are you ready to shoot this sucker up? I, I'm ready. I got it right here. Here, grab the end of this one, Joseph. Okay, wait. I got the wrong hands. Wait. Oh, okay. oh no, not the big okay. show. Wait here, Jim. I was hoping to All right, I got it. Okay. Cool. All right then. So the digging has started. And it's very loud. Uh, so George. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm all impersonated out. I'm not going to interrupt you in any kind of way uh, with your last spiel here for the show. So go ahead. This, yeah, is I don't. Gag. this is a running gag. Yeah, this is our running gag. <laughs> it makes me want to gag. So remember, there's always tomorrow. Yes, there is. I don't That's even know who good. that was. I'm sorry. That, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was trying to do, I was doing Richard Harris, but I was like, Richard Harris, nobody a, knows who he is. An impression of nobody. <laughs> yeah. A man called horse. A man called horse. Go, go ahead. Richard Harris is always Harris. low, and then he goes really high. So do, do your MacArthur Park. Get MacArthur it Park. 
is melting in the dark on a sweet, sweet night, which borrowed on. I'm surprised you know the lyrics. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, For wow. a guy that can't read, uh, <laughs> I know, isn't it amazing? <laughs> no, I can't read. I just don't, I choose not to read. <laughs> Oh, it's a choice. Yeah. It's, it's a selective choice. illiteracy. Selective illiteracy. I'm Vinny Barberino. I'm at Travolta. I'm excited about that. Remember, there's Ooh-ha. always tomorrow. Oh, is there? Is there? I'm, just getting, I'm just getting warmed up. <laughs> oh, no. Al Pacino was a little low. <laughs> <laughs>